Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. This episode is brought to you by Assembly. Hey, Ash, can we talk poop? Of course we can. That's my favorite topic. Did you know that there are 11 million diaper-age babies in the U.S., each using, on average, 57 diapers per week? That results in a whopping 32 billion disposables being thrown in the trash in just this country alone. Holy moly, that stinks as much as a dirty diaper. Yeah, it sure does. I really wish I could have convinced Lee to use cloth diapers, because these numbers are making me feel like shit. Oh my god, me too. And Matt was so hesitant. You know, recently... Recently, I heard of a company named Assembly. They have a complete system providing parents with everything they need from organic diapers to skincare to upcycled storage bags and specifically formulated diaper washing detergent. Plus, the cost of disposables has risen 14% this year and is continuing to go up. Assembly diapers are inflation-proof. With Assembly, you buy diapers once and then never again, resulting in a savings of over $2,000 per baby over the cost of disposable diapers and wipes. Yeah, but doesn't that mean more laundry? Actually, it's just two loads of laundry per week, and they provide this super simple four-step instructions to use with their patent-pending washing powder. Whoa, I'm impressed. Oh, one more thing. Assembly is landfill-free, leak-proof, and their colors and prints are hip and adorable. Do they make them in adult sizes? Because you know I have some issues sometimes. (laughs) I know, there have been some stories. And even better yet, these cloth diapers are blowout-proof. Seriously, why don't they make these in adult sizes? Look, if you have a baby, you have to diaper it. There's no getting around that. But the assembly diapering system makes it fun and easy to radically reduce waste and save money. Learn more at assemblybaby.com and use code MOMTRAGE20 for 20% off your first order. That's E-S-E-M-B-L-Y-B-A-B-Y.com. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We have an addendum. We do? Already? (laughs) Yes. What is it? We need to talk about how we were like so pro Benefer. Wait, let's intro the show, then get into it. Guys, we have a great show for you. <laughs> we are talking to life coach Kristen Glosserman all about easy ways you can change your life. And then we're talking resolutions, ones that we can actually use, like even COVID-related resolutions because Omicron is real, guys. Yep, it's going to be a good one. As always, we have our hashtag swag bag, but up next, take it away, small child. Kicking shit. Okay, so now we have to address something. Okay. We recorded the New Year's Eve episode two days ago, right? So much can change in 48 hours. Today's date is December 16th, just to be very specific. So on December 14th, we recorded our 2021 Hot Goss Top 10 list in the style of one Mr. David Letterman. Also, like, don't add us. We want a break. We work hard. We just (laughs) want to not worry about things, okay? So, like, come on. And in the... The following day, December 15th, it came out. Ben Affleck managed to fuck shit (laughs) up. He blamed his alcoholism (laughs) on Jennifer Garner. It's so ridiculous. And it's not even taken out of context. America's sweetheart, Jennifer Garner. Everyone's on Team Jen. Everyone. I'm not the world's biggest Jennifer Garner fan, to be completely honest. She seems like a lovely- so vanilla, yes. Yes. She's not even like Reese Witherspoon, where you can like go back to that time she was arrested for drug driving and like went to the cop and was like, do you know who I am? (laughs) 
Jennifer Garner has had nothing bad. She drove him to rehab for Christ's sake. Also, as someone who has dated many alcoholics, you are not working through your steps if you blame <laughs> anyone else for your alcoholism. Let me tell you, as someone who has gotten so many letters from the 12 steps afterwards where they're like, I want to make <laughs> resolutions with you. I'm just saying, Ben, you didn't do the work. And now, you know what? You're not going to get that J-Lo pussy because she's going to dump your ass. Yeah. Because nothing J-Lo likes worse than the one-two punch of you and Anna DeArmas sexy movie maybe coming out on, on Hulu. On Hulu. And you getting bad press. You're out, dude. All of a sudden, that back dragon tattoo has become so annoying to her. She was looking away and now she's like, oh, I can't with that. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. But, you know, we just want to say we made it our number one. We talked about how much we love them. I talked about a sex dream with Ben Affleck. <laughs> so I just wanted to clarify that that was recorded before we were privy to the information we are now privy to. Listen, I'm not Joe Peretta the psychic. I'm definitely seeing pictures of him back <laughs> looking sad getting Dunkin' Donuts delivered at his house. You're foreseeing it. Yes, yeah, I'm foreseeing yeah. it in the future. Call me a psychic. Psychic. All right, well, tits and shits. I don't even know how we're going to do tits and shits. Like, I've gone through everything I possibly can. Oh, you know what? I have some tits and shits. Okay, right, go. here we go. Unpopular opinion. Are you ready for it? I'm always ready for an unpopular opinion. So, thus far, again, we are recording Thursday, December 16th. We're so nervous now that everything we say is going to be weird. So, that means that the Sex and the City reboot either one to two new episodes came out today. I have not seen those. I have only seen the original two that came out last week. Do you know Lee loves Sex and the City? It's because it's a good show and I have to stand by this. This is my unpopular controversial opinion. I like the reboot. Ooh, I liked it. Ooh, I don't like it. I liked it. I liked that they killed Big Off. Honestly, like, did we forget that Big's a piece of shit? Why didn't she call 911? Why are they apologizing for ordering french fries? What? So in one of the scenes or at the cafe that they always go to and they're always like Ugh. it's not the cafe they always go to it's a different cafe okay, just well, FYI but like don't apologize for eating french fries it's a bad look I just I didn't mind it I do think there's some character inconsistencies it doesn't age well I think what I like the most about it is that women of a certain age don't have a lot that they can look up to as a woman of a certain age right Cynthia Nixon is the only one that looks the right age no Carrie looks great her face is not pumped full of filler. You have no rebuttal to that? She looks like a horse. Look, she's not the prettiest woman. But she's always looked like a horse. Yes. She has aged really nicely. She hasn't had work. Kristen Davis, we don't need to talk about it. We all know. Also, I miss Samantha because she's my favorite character. She's everyone's favorite character. She's the best. How sexual does Steve look? Steve looks so hot. Steve's always been the best boyfriend. I know. He's always been the hottest. I mean, Burger was really good looking in my mind. But that sticky note, what a fucker. Right, and just like filled with insecurities. But I like my Northern exposure. I like him. He was my favorite boyfriend. Eden? Yeah. That is not surprising because his jeans, once again, as usual, look like they smell like what? Dirty balls. Yes. Look, I have had my flings with those guys (laughs) back in the day, and they're always incredibly hot. They're always talking about like tongue and groove, and you're like, yes. And they're always emotionally unavailable. No, it's a confusing mess. One of them was the rapturous hugger who just like didn't want to have sex with me and just 
just wanted to like rapturously cuddle me. I was like, no, that's not what I'm here for. Who? What? Didn't I tell you about this? He like rapturously cuddled me. I mean, I'm into cuddling, but like, it's not like my favorite thing to do. I'm a girl who needs space. I'm always hot. I was like, we've rapturously cuddled like six times. Don't you want to like stick it in? And he was like, "Uh, no. No. And I was like, well, (laughs) I do. Huh. He also brought his Brussels Griffon dog with us almost on every date. Oh, I like that part. Those are really cute dogs. They look like gremlins. I know. It seemed good. Brussels Griffon, woodworker. But the cuddling, it was like, what is this weird cuddling fetish? Anyway, we have totally gone off the edge. Off the topic. But anyway, that's my tits and my shits, is that I am happy that the Sex and the City reboot is here. I am enjoying it thus far. The shits is, I think it's getting a lot more shit than is due. Maybe I'm just blinded by love and the fact that, you know, like so many people, I grew up watching it and... Maybe I'm just a Sex in the City apologist. I don't know. I think you are. I might be. I think you're maybe like liking the nostalgia, the feeling of a simpler time. I like them age too, though. I do have one real issue, and that was in the first episode, they showed Miranda getting off the subway at 116th Street, which is Columbia. And then she went into Smith's Bar, which is on like 48th and 8th Avenue. And I know this because I used to work at one of the sister bars. So I just felt like you can't do that in a New York City show. Right, because everybody in New York City knows where everything is and we're going to be coming for you. This isn't John Wick where you like the inconsistency doesn't really matter because it's John Wick. This is sex and the city. Like, you have to be consistent. I was very, that really threw me off my game. Got it. I would feel you on that. So my tits are Lee and Luna and I are kind of in a really good place. I love this for you. I had therapy the other day and she's like, why? And I'm like, you know what, Fran? I don't want to go too deep into thinking why. I just want to appreciate You're it. like, because we finally got an editor. That is not Lee. But I'm just like, I don't want to think too hard about why. I'm just really appreciating. I mean, listen, Lee and I have put in a lot of work. We really have. And that's the thing. This is not like you've been together for six months. This is like you have a child together. You've been together for how long? Six years? Yeah, and we've been in couples therapy for at least four and a half to five of them. Yeah. So like you guys have done the work. It's time to like reap the benefits of all of that. Right. And so like I don't want to think too hard about it. I think why it's working is because we've put in the work. I think that's why it's working. And so we're just like in kind of a really good place. Finally. Fucking Thank God. Really. I really, I hope it lasts. Yeah. I'm feeling very good about it for you. Luna's like really funny and weird right now. And although we're having like discipline problems with her, honestly, the good is kind of outweighing the bad. And Lee and I have embraced family bed and Lee and Luna are- Don't you love family bed? Isn't it the best thing in the world? We're just like, why does she even need to have a room, honestly, right now? And and Lee's on board because I thought Lee was not, he's like on board. And Lee and Luna are having like a stronger relationship. They have their like daddy daughter things and that's that's, important. That's really helped. And it's just like, I'm kind of welling up saying it. It's just like really nice. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. And I know it's going to vacillate, but I'm like welling up. It's been like really, really good. I don't want to say, but Joe Peretta did say that 2022 was going to be a year of you being very home and family centric. And maybe that's because everything's going to be so good. You're going to want to like be involved more. And I really, I hope that's the case. I think that's really nice. I mean, like, don't fuck up mom Taraj, right. but... <laughs> well, like, just for instance, like, last night, Luna had a play date. 
I've talked about on the show before, this mom that I think is like cool mom. That's like my new friend. We had a jumpsuit mom. Yeah. We had a play date yesterday and she was like, do you just want to have dinner over? And then Lee called and was like, can I come over? So then he came over and then we had taken two cars because he was like working or whatever. I left with Luna because she was like, all the kids were going to sleep. So she was like, Kate was putting her kids to bed and I put my kid to bed and the dad stayed up and like had a dad night. And I'm like, that's nice. And like, I love that Lee just like randomly was like, he's so self-confident. We've talked about this. He is, sometimes his self-confident is not warranted, his self-confidence, but he just was like, I'm inviting myself over. Cool. Like, I would never do that. No. I'd be scared to. First of all, I don't like people. The second thing is I have social anxiety. The third thing is I would be so thankful for like being home alone for even four seconds. Yes. But it was like totally awesome. He came over. We ordered dinner. The dad from that family came home. They like broed out in front of a solo stove in the backyard talking about shit. It was like so nice. So that's my tits. My shits are that Ashley likes the Sex in the City reboot. <laughs> Oh, also, I have one more tit, and that's that Sebastian had his hip-hop dance recital yesterday, <laughs> and I just want to tell you. Did you record it? I did, and I keep meaning to text okay, it to you, but you. it is so good. I understand why moms become stage moms, because <laughs> I was just sitting there. Ask my mom. She was a stage mom. He was so happy. He, like, was, firstly, he was the only boy. Then they, like, I videoed their freeze dance at the end, <laughs> and, like, it's just him. Standing still doing dancing, and all the girls are just like rotating around him. It is just, I, I don't know what world my son lives in, but I love it and I want to be engrossed in it also because it is just wonderful. I'm getting Luna dance lessons in January. It's like in Montclair, it's like called movement. It's like called like creative movement with children, but I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. When they enjoy it, it's enjoyable. I tried to say, like, hey, for Christmas, do you want like piano lessons or maybe like guitar lessons? You have both maybe we should get you lessons and he was like no I already know how to play that and I was like well you don't my ears say otherwise however if you don't want lessons then I'm not gonna spend the money on it that's like recently Luna has been asking like when we were out to dinner last night at their house she was like when they asked what beverage she wanted she's like I'll have a glass of wine you need to introduce her to kid cocktail that way she can ask for kid cocktail instead but same as she asked for wine now when we get in the car she jumps in the front seat and said I'll be the designated driver (laughs) She keeps telling people, well, I can drive. I'm like, Luna, please stop asking for wine and saying you can drive. Like, CPS is going to come after me, okay? All right, up next, Momtourage Review of the Week. You guys know the deal. We're going to do reviews until we get a thousand. You're going to keep knowing the deal because we don't have even close to a thousand. Review us. Why are you so lazy? Now I'm just going to start abusing you. Why are you so lazy? This is fashionably yours. What kind of accent? What kind of voice are you wanting today? French because she's fashionable. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is a great show for moms. For the mamang. As a busy mamang, I love, have fun, and easy the shows to listen to. So real, transparent, funny. Love Ashley and Carrie. Great guests. All moms can relate. A must on your listening list. <laughs> and up next, Kristen Glosserman. 
you know, we talk about New Year's resolutions. You know the deal at this point. Carrie's not into them. I am. This year, we thought, let's think about resolutions that are actually handy. Also, we realize it's a few days after New Year's, but you can change your resolutions at any time. That's the magic of resolutions. Listen, nothing is set in stone. Nothing. Just like everyone gives up on their weight loss resolution like three days into a new year, you can just change them. So these are some resolutions for a COVID world. Yes. Carrie, would you like to start us off? Sure. I need to learn how to talk to people again. Like, I was always awkward before COVID, and the situation is hella tricky because (laughs) this has only made me even more awkward. You guys know, like, I often start conversations saying, I like Crocs too. Like, that's an awkward way to start a conversation. I need to learn how to talk to people again. That's a good one. I need to know how to make casual conversation. I need to learn how to be a little less weird. I can be weird, but, like, maybe, like, a little later in the conversation. Maybe don't come in hot with the weird right away. Yeah, I think that's good. Here's one for me. Put on real pants. I need to learn how to wear pants that don't have stretch or an elastic waist once again. Like I have a pair of jeans that basically feel like sweatpants, so I'm not counting those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I don't know that I ever want to go back to full-time real pants. Like Matt's been really good. Matt wears jeans every single day. We can tell by his BMI. (laughs) Me, on the other hand, also you can tell by my BMI. I just want stretch. Stretchy pants, they're just comfortable. They work for my lifestyle, which is sedentary. I now have sweatpants that fit like stretch pants, and I call them the skinny sweatpants, <laughs> which is a whole level of sad that I have skinny sweatpants. I won't even put on workout pants because they're too constricting. But also, like early pandemic, the first wave of the pandemic sweatpants that I bought in my first buying frenzy of buying a case of Doritos and some Old Navy sweatpants. Yeah. They no longer fit because we are so far and so long into this pandemic that my terrible habits have led to a third, not a second, a third wave <laughs> of pandemic athleisure that is two sizes bigger than the first wave. You got to be cozy at all times. I mean, we're up, we're down, we're on the floor, we're screaming at kids, we're, you know, like I have found ways to now make my sweatpants look athleisurely and less like just like shit. I don't even care anymore. I'm just like, oh, we're going with the princess. Diana slouchy sock <laughs> oversized sweatshirt look great this is my vibe now this is this is me now this is who I am this is who I am I do layer turtlenecks under my oversized sweatshirts like the other day sometimes it <laughs> does not work though Carrie and I will FaceTime each other throughout the day a zillion and one fucking times I spoke to her on FaceTime in the shower the other day she was in the shower it is there are very little nudity boundaries she's here. a high priority person to me but she saw me getting dressed and I put on a striped turtle neck under so a bad. sweatshirt. It was really bad. It was a really bad choice. But you know what? I changed it and I went into a good choice. I know. It was so bad. I was just like, let's see what happens here. I was just keeping my mouth quiet. And then Ashley's like, I think I need to change. I was like, yeah, bro, you do. <laughs> I've started wearing hoops with my sweatpants. See, there's ways to like bring it all around. I do that too. I layer gold necklaces. Luna was like, what are these circle earrings? I was like, yes, they're circle earrings. Okay, so number three, learn to slowly reintegrate into society. I feel like this also goes with my number one, which is learn how to talk to people. It does. I put that one because for me, I've said this 
on the podcast before. I feel like an animal that needs to be reintroduced to the wild. Like I was wild at one point and I did like walk the earth like a free animal. And now I'm just a little agoraphobic and like extra lazy and like don't want to have to ever set foot on public transportation again. I need to tell you a slight tangent story that describes how I feel. May I? Okay. I had this friend from college who during her high school years got pretty bad into drugs. And so her parents were like, I'm not going to send her to rehab because that looks bad. I'm going to send her to Outward Bound. Is that the thing Paris Hilton did? No, Outward Bound is like literally like a camping thing where you go to like Colorado and people teach you survival skills. Oh. Like outdoors. And then the final Outward Bound like task after you're like literally in the wild for like two months like living on the land or whatever, is you have to spend an entire night or two by yourself in the wilderness. Okay. Okay. So this friend did that because I guess they were like, she can't get drugs in the wilderness. It's like a very dangerous idea. She survived, but like it was the 90s. Right. Like it was the late 80s, early 90s. Anyway, so when she said she flew back to JFK from this like two month outward bound and she like had not talked to anybody and had been in the wild that she literally got naked in JFK and changed clothes like with everyone watching and then she realized that people were watching she was just so used to not watching that's kind of how I feel that happened to me when I went to live in India and I like was like oh my god running water is amazing that's how I feel like she like literally got naked in JFK because she forgot that people existed that's how I feel yeah like my kid will burp or fart and I remember as a little kid my mom being like you only do that at home and I'm like well this kid's only at home what do I even need to tell him like if he farts out in the street does it even matter did anyone even hear it like number for stop eating and drinking like we're close to death. <laughs> but I don't want to. I don't want to. But I, I need to. I haven't had a Dorito in a long time, but I've had everything else. I'm like, I literally had spinach artichoke dip for dinner last night. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> Number five, make a go bag. So now here's something. I've had a go bag since I lived in LA and there were earthquakes and I had such a panic about it that I started to go to the Army Navy store on Sunset Boulevard in Silver Lake, which probably isn't there anymore because Silver Lake is kind of a different place. Yes. But I started my go bag then. I mean, it's not like the Judy, you know, like that pre-made box that you buy with all that stuff, which Matt actually wants to get. I know. I want to get it for Lee too. It's not that prepared, but it's like with Matt's Eagle Scout experience, we'd be okay. Lee's like, I want the Judy, J-E-W-D-Y. He's like, it's a different kind of bag. Because, <laughs> you know, he has his go bag. Number six, we're going to maintain being precious about how and who your time is spent with. I think that's a good one. I feel strongly about that. Hashtag no new friends. Don't do anything you don't want to do. Feel okay saying I'm not really into doing that. Don't feel obligated. Let's keep that going. Yeah, not even no new friends. How about like no old friends who no longer like make you feel the way you used to feel in your friendship? How about just like no friends? I'm basically on that train. It's like you, my mom, Matt, Danny. That's it. I think this has made us feel empowered to be like, uh, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I just remember, you know, that whole joke about like, oh, I make plans just to cancel them all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I was the queen of that. I love canceling plans because I love the idea of making a plan. And then when the plan is actually supposed to happen, I'm like, why did I do that? Like I know going out for a drink with someone sounded like a good idea, but you know, you never actually want to go out and do that. See, it never sounded like a good idea for me. Oh, I didn't even get that far. It's because you're more social than me. I'm just 
just like that that doesn't sound like a great idea. I mean, but I'm not so much anymore. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get to a point with Sebastian where, like, you know, he's like seven or eight and I'm like picking him up from school and shuffling him around to different lessons and not getting home till like eight o'clock and then still having all this shit to do. That is not the life I want to live. I'm basically so excited that everyone has the same level of social anxiety that I've had for years. Yeah, it's great. It's wonderful. Number seven, last one on our list is make time to do things for joy and not just improvement, which I thought was really interesting because in this time, we've done a lot of manifesting. A lot of people have started businesses. A lot of people have done all these things to improve upon themselves, started therapy. Quit their jobs because they want a more remote lifestyle and moved. All these things that are to spark joy instead of just doing the thing that continues the grind. Absolutely. And maybe you're like me. Maybe you're a person who started therapy again and antidepressants, you know, (laughs) or anti-anxiety meds. It's important to remember that we have to make time for shit we like, which is what makes the one about stop eating and drinking, like we're going to die any day really difficult. But what if what you like is like sugar? You know, maybe eating Doritos. What if that's what you like? Maybe that's not the thing. But like, hey, maybe make time for making your wreaths that you really like (laughs) making. That was directed at Carrie. Maybe make your wreaths. Maybe. Is there anything else I like? I can't even think of anything. (laughs) Maybe watch more Real Housewives. Oh, I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. Maybe make time to re-watch episodes that you love that brought you joy. Every night, baby. Although I have been doing The Office right now. And maybe craft while you're doing it. I'm asking too much now. I've gone too far. I'm going to go build a dresser when we're done recording this. Nice. All right. So there you have it. Those are our COVID resolutions. These would be practical, useful resolutions for 2022. Ones that you can actually keep. So do you guys have anything to add to that? I'd love to hear what kind of resolutions in the COVID era look like for you guys. Because again, we're recording this in December. We don't know what Omicron's going to turn into. We don't know any of it. So we'd love to hear from you. Today's guest is an executive and life coach based in New York City. She is a mom of four who has overcome her own family tragedy and personal struggles and turned those negatives into a positive by helping busy New Yorkers, professionals, parents, and organizations get things done for the last decade. In her new book, available now, called If It's Not Right, Go Left, she has made her teachings accessible to readers through a series of life lessons. Welcome, Kristen Glosserman. Hi, Kristen. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. How are you? We're so happy to have you. Oh, it's great to be with you both. Thank you. I just have to ask before we start, what is that lip color? Because I'm obsessed. (laughs) This is an Yves Saint Laurent crimson. Oh, it's really good. It is good. Just kind of pulled it out of the drawer. It's not one of my go-tos. So thank you. I really like it. Honestly, it suits you. I'm reading very French girl vibes and I'm into it. Yes. That's what my mom said. I just cut my bangs a few days ago. So thanks for noticing. French girl vibes. (laughs) on sweater. Yes. Very French locks. I care, but I don't. Okay, so I think it's safe to say that so many of us have faced hardship, trauma, and tragedy in our lives. And, you know, our listeners know that we talk about ours very freely on the show. But not everyone has an easy time overcoming it. Can you tell us a little bit about what you've gone through and how you've found the strength to overcome it all? So I'd like to just start by saying that it feels really good to laugh and laugh. Laughter always helps. So just getting together with some colleagues and having a few laughs like we've already had, that certainly moves us in a positive direction. 
like you said earlier, I've had a lot of personal tragedy. We lost my brother in a ski accident when I was in middle school. And that single event has left an imprint that has affected probably all my life decisions. And just recently, my family were experiencing another tragedy. We just lost my husband's mom. I'm sorry. Thank you. And it's just like this wound has been open of just how much loss affects our every day. And I feel really grateful that I have some of these coping mechanisms and tools, not only for myself, but I could, you know, share with my family right now, because when you lose someone, it's something is just ripped from you. And you just wake up feeling like, how will I gain that part of myself back? And there's no easy answer. It's a long journey. And it's patience and love. You know, patience and love is probably the number one thing all parents need. We talk about it all the time. Ashley and I are constantly trying to be like, how can we find a little bit more patience and love instead of (laughs) anger and hate and frustration, you know? Well, it's so true. You know, patience and love, I think, is my go-to pairing for grief. When it comes to parenting, my go-to pairing is love and discipline. Mm. I find those to be the two words that I come back to. You know, that's my right and left when I'm parenting. In fact, just last night, my husband was out and I had the four kids in the den together, which is a rarity. I mean, with scheduling and school and sports, it's very rare that we're all sort of in the living room together. And last night we had it and they were making fun of me. They were making fun of, you know, my new book and mom's the best parent. Wait till they hear you yell. (sighs) My son said, I wish they would interview me. (laughs) And I said to my son, I'm Italian. I come from a feisty background where, you know, there's lots of passion and lots of emotion. I'm not perfect. What I'm committed to is moving in a positive direction, accepting what I can change. Where can I do better? And making that part of my everyday practice. Mm. I mean, I got to tell you, you know, I'm in a house of men now, which is the first time in my life. And, you know, they come together to either take good care of mommy and worship mommy, or they come together to dog on mommy. So the fact that you find a way to come at that with compassion and kindness is I'm learning is what I want to say. And I also wanted to drop in this one little tidbit that I had told you on our call. You also own Hill Country in Manhattan, your husband and you, Mm -hmm. which played a huge part in my husband and mine's life when we first started dating. So it's kind of a full circle moment chatting with you, which I think is really, really nice. But anyway, that lunch special with the chicken and the salad was everything for me. That fills me up in a way. When people share with me how Hill Country has been part of their life, we had a couple in a week or so ago that shared that they spend every anniversary with us. Those stories mean so so much to us because yeah. Hill Country is an extension of our home. So when I hear that, I just, I'm so appreciative. Thank you. We had our day after brunch, after the Aww. wedding there and everything because it was such a big part. So what's so great about your teachings and this new book that you have now is that you really break down things into baby steps, pardon the pun, because you know, this is a mom podcast, um, <laughs> which is so <laughs> helpful when it feels all too big and overwhelming, which Ashley and I talk about all the time, like everything feels big and overwhelming. So we need the baby steps or it's not going to happen. Can you walk us through step one about when you're just like really stuck? Sure. And you get that question all the time. You want to make a positive change, but you don't know what to do and where to go. So I try to make everything as simple as possible. I mean, it's really very practical and logical steps. So where do we begin? With begin. 
So life lesson two is begin, focus, commit. It's where you go when you're stuck. And it gives your day a framework on action. So the night before, I usually recommend to clients that you use it the night before. You could also do it the morning of. You begin. You set an intention for how you will begin your next day. And the reason that this step is so important is I noticed as a new mom and entrepreneur, if I did wake up with direction, I could go three cups of coffee and a phone call to my mom and all of a sudden it's 11 o'clock. Amen. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what happens. Yeah. So if you wake up and you say, no, my begin is my 30-minute workout or my begin is answering those emails from yesterday that I didn't get to or my begin is calling my publisher. So our day has immediate direction, which gives it purpose. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Then you want to go to focus. You want to give your day a focus and that's just, a general theme. So if you're feeling really stuck, just kind of give yourself a focus for the day. I'm just going to focus on self-care today. It doesn't mean it's the only thing I'm going to do, but I'm giving my day a theme. I'm going to focus on new sales. I'm going to focus on my podcast. What that does is when you start going in a different direction, which is usually distraction or avoidance, it tells you where to come back to. I really like that. Yeah. I look at it as like a brush stroke. Because I'm a good beginner. It's just after that, everything goes off track because I'm tangent McGillicuddy in my mind. Well, just you wait until she gets to commit, my friend. Commit is your third step. It's BFC, right? So commit is the one thing that you are absolutely committed to doing or achieving that day. And it's very intentionally one thing. Commitment allows you to build integrity with yourself. So if you say you're going to do this one thing, you're doing it. So my recommendation is to start small. So my commitment today is I'm going to sleep at 10. I'm not going to stay on Netflix until, you know, who knows, I'm going to sleep at 10. So start small. Once you start building that relationship with yourself, you could begin challenging yourself a little bit more on your commitment. The purpose is twofold. One, you're always getting something done. And two, you can't go to sleep and said it was a total waste. You got Mm. something accomplished. My commitment today was a shower. Just so you know. That's amazing. There we go. You know, sometimes that was hard for me during COVID. And you know what? My husband laughs. I'm the queen of small victories. Like, I made dinner. I'm amazing. Sometimes all you need are those little victories to really get yourself motivated. Yeah. And what happens is the small victories, I mean, again, I laugh because to me, making it to Whole Foods, small victory. Like, that was an accomplishment. I'm making dinner tonight. Among all the other things I have to do and want to do, I also put a really nice dinner on the table last night. Go me. Right. So I'm all about being your own cheerleader. So Carrie and I, I don't know if you watch a lot of TikTok, but Carrie and I are both pretty convinced that we have ADHD because of TikTok. And, you know, TikTok's very big on like, you might have ADHD if blah, 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 blah. blah, And it's everything. Also, TikTok is giving people ADHD. 100%. So I feel like one of my signs that I have ADHD is I'm a hustler, Mm -hmm. right? Carrie and I both have this in common. 
common. We work towards our goals. But what I do is I will have like three just kick-ass days where I am just moving and shaking and accomplishing and doing all these goals. And then I have like one or two days where I am just, I can't leave bed. Yeah, I am just, that's it. I'm depleted. I'm burnt mm-hmm. out. It's just what happens to me. So I started to instate little things that I can do on those days that kind of are working towards a goal while still honoring that like maybe I have overextended myself. So it could be something as little as reading this book that I feel motivates me, pertains to what I do for an hour or two a day. Mm -hmm. Can you give a concrete example other than begin, focus, commit? One little thing that everyone can do every day to really affect change in their life. I love the example you get because I talk about that in the book. You have days where you're hitting it and you know it. And then you have days where you're just like not feeling it. I am off. Right. I'm going to give you a simple phrase and then hoping that this helps. I just say, is this serving me? So if staying in bed is serving me and doing nothing is serving me, then I'm okay with that. If laying in bed feeling kind of like down on myself, well, then it's not serving me. Then I want to go and get up and put a pair of sweatpants on and figure out what I can do. So when you're in that mode, ask yourself, is what I'm doing serving me? Because life lesson four is do what works. So if it's serving you and it's working because you need that recharge, no problem. If you know that what you're doing is really not in your best interest, then make the change. Kristen, what sign are you? Are you a Virgo? I'm not a Virgo. I'm a Capricorn. Ah, that was my second choice. I mean, anyone could say that, but truly, I was like Virgo or Capricorn. She does seem like a Mm -hmm. Virgo, right? I'm a Virgo, so it would make sense. So help me out here. What is the Virgo trait? Oh, we're very organized. Mm -hmm. We're very overly analytical. Mm -hmm. We are sometimes overly critical. I think like overachievers, overall perfectionists, Ah. you know, like structure and hitting the mark are very big for us. Yeah, I I do like structure and I'm incredibly goal-oriented. I don't think you could have four kids if you're into perfection. Beyonce is a Virgo, so that should say a lot. Got it. Okay, so now we're unstuck. You just talked about that step. Mm -hmm. Now, how do we put all of this into effect? So basically, what you want to do when you're stuck, something is the answer. As soon as you start to do begin, focus, commit, you'll experience movement physical movement. Once you're moving, then you can ask yourself, am I moving towards or away from the things I want? So Mm -hmm. the whole point is to just get moving again. Sometimes you can put something on your radar and you can be like, that didn't feel right. Go left, like try something else. The point is to get moving again so that you can move towards the things you want. So there are a zillion and one trains that, you know, you can do the artist way, you can meditate, you can journal, you can do to-do lists. For every Mm -hmm. life coach, motivational person, there is a method to structuring these things. And I hate most of them, with the exception of a to-do list. And a spreadsheet. You love a spreadsheet. Right. Love a spreadsheet. So what is one tangible habit everyone can put into effect on a daily basis to do these things? First, I want to comment on your to-do list. Because in my book, I write that I only do a do list. There's no two. Which I really actually very much enjoyed 
aside from the book. That in and of itself is very like- Just do. Motivational. Right. You know, to-do list to me is sort of like things on my mind or what I'm keeping on the shelf, my running list of actions. My do is like, this is getting done today, right? So there's just, for me, a little bit of a difference there. Where I train my mind is I was an athlete growing up. So I have a lot of sport analogies. One of the reasons I love being a coach is, you know, there are goals and you know the score, you know, if you're getting it done or not. So coaching, unlike therapy, is very goal oriented. We start the session with what is it we want to achieve? And at the end is like, did we get there? There's a measurable. So when I'm working with clients, it's mindset, goal setting, discipline, and accountability, right? We're running those four bases, like a baseball diamond. So we want to make sure our mind is in like that positive frame, like, okay, I'm going to do this. I figured this out. It's where I'm at. You know, we want to train that mind to get into a healthy space, just like an athlete does when they get up, they psych themselves up, they point to the bleachers, right? Like they get that mind in the right place. Then you have the discipline. That's your BFC. There's a process. Success is rarely an accident. We don't achieve great things by accident. There's a process that is happening. And then there is a goal that has to happen. Like there's a marker. And then there's accountability. Did I get it done? Are you working with your partner? Are you working with your colleague? Are you checking in on yourself? So there is a method to being successful. It doesn't just happen. Ashley and I, right before this call, had kind of a conversation about our productivity for our show. I just really feel like this conversation is really hitting a lot of the questions that we had or having us think of other things to bring into consideration. It's really helpful. Thank you. That's why I took that long pause. I was like, wow, this is a lot of stuff we can bring into what Ashley and I were just talking about, our our little biz meeting. Yeah, we could break that down too. It really does give you a framework of how you're going to get to that next place. Ashley and I, our problem isn't working. We're very good at working. It's about using our time wisely, what time we have, and keeping track of what work we're each doing, what needs to be done, what's on the docket. Like Mm -hmm. It just often feels very clumped, so this is so useful. Yes. Oh, good. I'm glad. How does manifestation play into your work? I do a lot of manifesting. In fact, like everything else, it does not happen on its own. So I wanted a practice around manifesting. And again, this falls into my discipline. Anything that you are going to be great at, you have to create a discipline around, whether it's playing the piano, whether it's being a mom, right? There is a process. So when we talk about manifesting, it's like, oh, sit and think about what you want. Okay, you can do those things. I have created a life of manifesting. I mean, in fact, my girlfriends are like, how do you do that? You're a witch. I said, I'm not a witch. There's a process. Just say you're a witch and then nobody asks any more questions. (laughs) Think it, right? If it enters your mind, it's there for a reason. Write it. I always have my notepads. I'm always right. If I think it, I write it. And then I share it. That's step three. How do you share it? In any way, I call a friend and I'm like, wow, you know, I'm going to do this, right? I'm going to write a book. You know, I think social media is great for the share. If there's something out there that you want, like go public, put it out there. Tell your friend, tell your client, tell your parent, just share that information put it out there. We have to make sure that we get that third and critical piece out there. Think it, write it, share it. We've talked to a number of people about manifestation. We've looked into manifesting on our own quite a bit. We've read books on it. This is a very hot topic for Carrie and I. (laughs) You know, I think the sharing it is a recurring theme every time we talk to somebody about it. And people are always very quick to note that social media can actually be incredibly beneficial in this. Listen, I am no expert, but I am just trying to reinforce your Mm -hmm. point here because 
I believe it myself. It can be very, very scary to put something on your social media and say, hey, Carrie and I want there to be a momtourage tour around the country in 2022. But we continue to put it out there. Maybe not social media specifically, but we've talked about it on the show. And I'll tell you, we are getting closer and closer to that happening. Opportunities continue to kind of like come our way a little bit and we're inching closer. And I believe it's because of that. I also think it's very much a mindset in terms of already feeling like you are at a place where you deserve these things, not like it's so out of reach. I love that. I think the more you share stuff, the better you are. That's it. I mean, you're creating possibilities when you share. Yeah. And if you ask me why I've been successful, I think it's because I'm just always open to those opportunities. Yeah. I'm sharing and I'm connecting and I'm creating a possibility. Yep. Manifestation really is just like a web and you want to get as many like shoot that web as far as you can get so it catches as many ideas like that you know it's been written about in like the big fish and uh, like the network the web it is it's the web and then it's the goal because like you could have this whole web but then like what is it you're shooting for within that there's a focus within the web yeah and that's also what you want to hold in like yeah you're putting it out there and I want it to start in LA then you really get granular with it. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, so we ask all of our moms this, and we find it to be a very important question. You have four kids, so you're definitely an expert here. Yes. What's the number one thing you think every mom should outsource if they have the means to do so? I read that question, and it came to me in two seconds. That it, We know. We love it. Laundry. That's a good one. That's the big hang-up with me. If I can outsource my laundry, I'm a much better, happier person. There's a lot of beds in this house. There's a lot of towels, three girls, there's constant changing of clothes. Oh, geez. So being able to bring that out when possible is huge. Now, if we could only get someone to put it away for us. It's the folding and putting away. The rest of it is okay. That laundry is my big one. I got to tell you, people do usually say some kind of cleaning thing. So this is perfect for our audience. You could have a little like, you know, laundry piggy bank. That to me is like top of the wish list. <laughs> and the New York dream is to have a washer or dryer in your apartment. You know, a lot of people listening are not from New York, so they don't know what this is. But I'll tell you, even when you have it in your house, doesn't make it any better or easier. No, and the ones in New York don't work because they're like really small and they like don't vent correctly. I've got a good one in my house and it does not make me want to do laundry anymore. Anyway. So first of all, just thank you so much for taking time with us to chat and give us your wisdom. It's so hitting the mark with where Ashley and I are right now. And I'm sure with so many other women who listen to the show. So please plug yourself, all the things, your book, your businesses, all of the things. Your services, all of it. The book is out now on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, and Target. So we had really great distribution. Thank you guys for your helps on that. It's called If It's Not Right, Go Left. You can go to my website, kristenglosserman.com to purchase the book and to purchase sessions with me. So I partner with professionals and parents around connect, communicate, collaborating and positive change. All my sessions are available on the website. It's really easy and transactional. You just purchase your sessions. I get an email, we set up the time and we do some really awesome work. I feel very lucky to do what I do and I say it humbly. I hope it helps. Here's one last question for you. What is the biggest thing you've seen come about because of your 
your coaching? It's so rewarding for me to see clients like create big change. I had a client that I worked with down on Wall Street and he was just done with finance. He really, he talked about it for years and we set markers, like what was it going to take for you to transition out of finance? And he really wanted to move out of the city and open a sports arena. And that's what he did. Wow. And there was a really long arc for him to work towards that. But we just kept that goal out there and he kept moving towards it. I have a startup client. She's a wonderful jewelry designer. And she had this big goal of like getting into like big retail and she just closed Neiman's. So, wow. you know, I mean, it's really amazing that when I work with a client, we're always working towards something. And, you know, when it happens, it's just, I get these letters of such warmth and gratitude. I honestly, it's just, it's the best. That's amazing. That must feel really. It's rewarding. It's super rewarding. That's the word I'm looking for. Wow. Anyway, thank you so much. Your work has paid off today, Kristen. Thank you so much. And we hope to have you back soon to chat. Anytime. It's so much fun being with you both, really. Hashtag swag bag. Guys, for hashtag swag bag, we've got something we've never done before. We are talking to Brandon, who has an amazing CPR AED first aid course online that Ashley and I have taken. And it's perfect for this quarantine lifestyle. And it's perfect for a mother who has busy mom who has no time to leave her house without getting a babysitter. So we are gonna talk to Brandon and do basically like an interactive hashtag swag bag. Yeah. So what Welcome, Brandon Dirksen, co-founder of Thrive Training Institute and their CPR course. Yeah, Hi, Brandon. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. It's an honor to jump on the Momtourage podcast. My wife is our co-founder and she's the real mom behind the scenes. Well, and then you have your sister-in-law. It's like a full family affair. I love it. It's really nice. So one of the things that Ashley and I suffer with is anxiety. And one of the things we're anxious about all the time is what to do if our kids are in crisis. And so this has been something that Ashley and I have talked about a lot, you know, especially when you suffer from postpartum, you think of all the terrible ways that you could lose your kid. All of them. And then you're paralyzed and then you're like, but I'm not going to do anything about it. So this year for New Year's resolutions, we are going to do the things that we have been meaning to do to make us feel better in the new year. And one of them is to empower ourselves to be able to be safe with our kids and our family and friends. Which is where you come in, Brandon. So can you tell us a little bit about the program and what it entails? Absolutely. We actually started training people online for CPR right before COVID started and ended up being perfect timing because a lot of people, like you said, have these concerns and maybe had access to hands-on training in the past or have wanted to attend a hands-on CPR training, but haven't done so. And it's just sitting in the back of their mind, I need to do this or I need to remember what were the right steps, what were the right counts, all of that. And so for us, our heart was really like, let's make this easily accessible to families. A lot of CPR is marketed and directed towards medical professionals or business professionals that need it for licensing and certification purposes. And we really wanted to serve families that have that anxiety, that have a desire to feel confident and know what they're doing in the case of an emergency. Yeah, I feel like the CPR course is kind of like when you're pregnant, it's the Tdap shot that you're supposed to have everyone who's going to come in contact with their baby do. I did it. 
it. I checked. What, the shot or the CPR course? Both. I made sure everyone had their Tdap and I, I made sure everything. I made sure with the shots, but I was so like paralyzed with like, I don't know how to breastfeed. I got to read all the books on learning how to feed this child and all these other things that I never got to do this part of it. So I'm really excited that I finally have had the opportunity to learn how to properly take care of my child. What else do you want the people to know about this program? How long does it take? Yeah, so I think the most important thing is that people can go through the course in under an hour. And if that's not enough time, you can even pause where you're at and go through it when you can pick back up. And so we talk about high quality chest compressions, how to give rescue breaths, and what to do in the case of a choking emergency as well. So we talk about what to do, proper ways to perform the Heimlich on an infant. And then we talk about school-aged children and how you can perform those life-saving skills as well. So we have downloadable guides throughout the course that remind you of these steps you can download and have on the go with you. It's all video-based, so you can pause and re-watch. And we have mini quizzes to make sure people are remembering what they're learning. And you can't go past until you get 100, so you better remember. I mean, we're pretty generous. We let you go through it until you get 100%. So mm. the goal is people can go away quickly feeling refreshed and knowing like, okay, I know what I'm doing. And then they can come back as often as they'd like. So that's what I would just say. People that are wanting to get that added level of confidence, we're here for you. Over 10,000 families have gone through it and have had this experience of, I didn't know what I was doing or I forgot. This was a great refresher. I had my parents do it. I had the babysitter do it. Like you guys are saying, people that are going to be feeding your kids, they're going to be around your kids. Yep. And you want a simple way to say, hey, I want this added level of protection or of security. Go through this course. Send me the digital certificate that you completed it. Then I'll let you watch my kids. So that's yeah. that's what I would say. We'd, I'd love to be your instructor. Yeah. Added side bonus, I was watching and doing the course while my kid was, I had put her in front of a television show. But quickly, you became more interesting than Bluey, which big shout outs to you. That doesn't usually happen. Wow. And Luna started asking me questions like what's happening? And I said, and I got to explain what would happen. And it was like, became a really good learning tool for my daughter. I was like, well, sometimes people choke. If you can't ask for help, you have to look for these signs. And then later that night, she was doing like CPR on her dolls. Yes. And then she, we were joking because my mom was a cardiac intensive care nurse. So look, at the top of the show, we tell you all, don't listen to this show with your kids, but definitely do the CPR course with your kids around. It might turn into a nice educational experience that yeah. saves their lives, you know? Yeah, my guarantee to you is it, it won't be as funny as the Momtourage podcast, but I, I'll make sure it's entertaining. Thank you. One thing I'll add that, that's fun to know just for the families is our infant CPR doll, we've given her the name Betsy, and she's a household toy that the kids play with. Whenever I'm doing videos or stuff, I have to go say, hey, can I have Betsy back so I can do some demonstrations? So it's a family operation for sure. Ashley and I have unfortunately during the pandemic gone down the TikTok K-holes. And one of them is, you know, with COVID and everything, this like disaster preparedness and people getting go bags and what's in their go bag. And you know, the funny thing is the thing that you should have had in your go bag this whole entire time is CPR and AED. It's not just for pandemics or zombie apocalypses. I'm sorry, you keep saying AED. What is AED? It's the shocking machine that helps people in cardiac oh, okay. arrest. Got it, got Jeez, it. Ashley. Sometimes I'm out of toilet paper. I don't have an AED laying around. You know what I mean? But most public places do have an AED Yes, machine. I've seen them. I just didn't know that's what it was got called. Got it. So anyway, sorry, daughter of a nurse. Brandon, forgive me. 
That's okay. Carrie, I don't care, but Brandon, forgive me. Don't wait till the apocalypse to learn how to do CPR, first aid. It's too late. There won't be Wi-Fi. Learn it now. Learn it now. You gotta know. Learn it now. Download paper copies like olden times so that then you can go get it when the web goes out. I've never heard it described in such a intense manner, but I think that that's exactly it. You heard it here on the Momtourage podcast. So tell the people where they can sign up for the course, all those details. All we're going to do is put a link in the show on the show notes. In the show notes. Yep. (laughs) On the show notes. And you can sign up right from there. There'll be a page that explains what the course goes through, how much it costs. And I believe, Momtourage, you guys were going to offer your audience Montourage 10 to get $10 off the training. Yep. Yep. Amazing. Awesome. And anyone who wants to learn more about it, Carrie or I, one of us will be going live with Brandon on Thursday, January 6th. That's the day after this episode airs. We're going to be on Instagram Live answering some more questions about the course and learning some more. So make sure you go to that as well. I'll bring Betsy. I was going to say, Brandon, you're charming as hell. So no wonder you're the face of these videos. Good job, man. Thank you. My wife tells me that sometimes as well. Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yes, we're into 2022. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah. Yes. Now we just got to do it again. Whole other year. Guys, thank you for ringing in 2022 with us. It was a pleasure. Next week, we'll be coming at you at a time where we record in January. Next week, we'll be coming at you, just like we come (laughs) at you every week. Bye. (laughs) Bye, guys. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.